Hello, and welcome to Being KB with me, Kaylee Booth. I'm here to be your bestie when your bestie's not here, and hopefully you feel a little less alone. Enjoy the episode. Okay, okay, okay. Hello. Welcome to the first episode of Dating KB. That's me. I'm sorry this is coming out a different day. I just... I can't. I need it to be Saturday or Friday or whatever day this come out. I need it to just come out when it can come out, you know? It will come out weekly, but we'll see what day. I'm not great about this whole sketchy. I'm good for like a month and then I suck. Um, But I've been thinking about this. So I recorded an episode and it was bad. It was so bad. Like I was off the wall. And I think I hadn't slept very well the night before or maybe like multiple nights. And so it was bad. I can admit it was not good. So I'm re-recording and we're going to talk about high school and my first kiss, which was not in high school. Fun fact. Um, Because also my first kiss did just get engaged. And I've been thinking about it a lot. I don't know why. I don't. I think it's like one of those things that when you know each other as younger people and then you grow up, it feels weird. Like it feels, I don't know. It's like, there's that like nostalgic sadness, you know? Like I think when people are like, oh, you're thinking about an ex. That's so bad. Blah, 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 blah. But it's not that I want to be with this person. Like I appreciate and care about him, of course, but it's, it's more that I miss like seeing this person get engaged, I'm like, oh, we're old, <laughs> like we're adults. And I miss the simpler times of like when the biggest thing I had to worry about was my first kiss, which I did. I spent so much time worrying about this. And my first kiss was, I was 18 and I was in college already and I... I don't know, I guess like with the whole boy and relationship thing, I was really, I was a little delayed and then all of a sudden it like all happened at once within like a year. So it's, it's one of those things that is, I don't know, I have a lot of nostalgia about it all because I kind of sometimes miss that innocent, simple person that I used to be because it was easier it was easier to just like be hopeful and believe that the world was a better place than it is and be able to focus on boys like I remember in high school literally thing the only thing I worried about was my friends and my boy the boys I liked and I kind of missed that I missed the feeling of having a crush on somebody that you knew would never talk to you but you saw them every day at school like there's something nice about that and I was boy crazy like since I was in elementary school I used to like tease all the older boys and I used to embarrassingly make up rhymes with their names and stuff at recess and I remember this boy that I had a huge crush on said I looked like a blue whale and I was like ugh, crushed crushed and I didn't even have a good comeback for him so it was rough it was really rough and I was not cute, the cute, I was very cute when I was little, little baby, like five, but I was not a cute kid. And 
in high school, I just thought I was fucking hideous, you know? And I wish I could go back. I, I wish I could go back just because I love, I loved being a kid. It was like fun and nice and simple. And then I also loved just having a crush. I love that feeling and I miss that feeling. And even now, like say Thomas and I broke up, I wouldn't, I don't have crushes like I used to because I usually like one of us makes a move and then it like ends that that time of like like longing and being like oh I'm gonna work I'm gonna like talk to this person today or see them in class today or whatever it's like it's such a rush I saw one of my crushes from high school a couple months ago at this bar it was actually it was probably like much longer than that now but um within the past year I saw him at a bar and it was so weird and I literally was like staring at him and I was like is that him and then I walked up and said hello and I was like are you did you go to this high school and he literally knew my name exactly Thomas thinks it's the funniest thing ever because I was like I don't know if he knows me and I don't know if he remembers me but and I don't even really know if that's him but I'm like 99% sure it's him and he was he just makes fun of me because he's like it's like a sitcom like the guy knew your name is the mean the minute you walked up and well I that just shows you that I am not when it comes to like high school and people from my past I just and just awkward things in general I have a lot of anxiety about it even though I handle things very well I just think I don't like in my mind I'm much more awkward than I am and I don't know how I'm perceived to other people. But in high school, I'm like pretty sure nobody even knows who I was. But I look back and I was like, actually, I was kind of cute. I had boobs. I had a bod. And I was like, there was probably people who had crushes on me. But I didn't know that. You know? I mean, I think everybody is like a little bit unbeknownst of who likes them or doesn't like them. Unless those people are very forward. And sometimes it, they are and they date. But I was not in high school. I was like, I did. I was like, so not comfortable with myself. And I used to have a crush on literally every boy that would talk to me to the point that like my friend group had like many, many jokes about teasing me about the boys I liked. Ugh. I even had a chapstick that this boy used that borrowed from me once, which looking back is like kind of weird to borrow someone's chapstick that you don't really know but he borrowed my chapstick and I like my friend Phil like flipped out and was like oh my god the Johnny chapstick and was teasing me for like forever about it and honestly honestly I was like so embarrassed I wanted to pass out but it I was just that's who I was I was just like awkward like so uncomfortable with boys uncomfortable with myself didn't know what the fuck I was doing and my first kiss was exactly like that like I had no fucking clue what I was doing and unfortunately I definitely projected and stereotyped this person a lot and I thought they were a certain way and they weren't and realistically like he was going through a time where like we had just graduated high school and I moved to New Orleans and it was all new to me and we were going through this time of like figuring out who we want to be in this next phase of life and I know that everybody at Tulane was like getting wasted and hooking up with random people willy-nilly and I wasn't drinking because I knew I couldn't handle that either and before any of you ask I have zero regrets 
about not drinking in college. I started drinking senior year a little bit here and there, but I didn't, I do not regret not drinking because I mean the shit I did when I started drinking and the amount of times that I probably could have been murdered is a lot. So I couldn't imagine being 18 and running around New Orleans being wasted and being the trustworthy, like lovable person that I am. I think everybody's like the fucking best. And I'm a dumbass. Like literally if I'm drinking, I think everyone's my best friend. I ask a million questions and all of a sudden some dude's telling me about him and his wife having threesomes. Like I just am a curious person and it, I think people think I'm flirting with them, men and women. I'm pretty sure everybody thinks I'm a lesbian. And then everybody, all men think I want to date them. And I'm like, honestly, I'm just a curious bird. And this is a problem. This gets me into trouble, especially when drinking. Because nobody wants to like, like everybody wants to fuck when you're at a bar. So if they're like, you're giving me attention, they like, think that you want to fuck and I'm like actually I'm just chatty like you don't understand I don't talk to people all day at work so I'm gonna come to the bar and talk to you about your life and now that I have a partner they're like oh you want a threesome and I'm like no I just want to chat about your life I just want to know your inner secrets okay just tell me your shame tell me your sexual kinks tell me like literally everything. I want to know everything. I want to know how much money you make. I want to know how many kids you want. I want to know all your deepest, darkest fears. This is who I am when I drink and it's problematic. And so I'm glad I did not drink in college when I was 18 because it could have been very problematic. It saved me from a lot of dangerous situations is my guess. And anyways, going back, let me step off my diatribe box I digress I think that when I was 18 I didn't know who I was and this first kiss of mine didn't know who he was but I had the fucking biggest crush on him ever literally he was the first boy to ask me on a date that I didn't well I had a date in high school but um I threw a party and he like knew I threw the party just to get his attention. And he was honestly kind of weird. Very, very sweet. Shout out to Sebastian. But we, like, he was weird in that, like, we didn't mesh well. Very sweet. And he was on his phone the whole time. I think he was anxious because he was, like, a year younger than me. And I was a nerd. And we didn't kiss or do anything. So it was a nice time. But uh, we did not go on any more dates. And neither of us wanted to. We, like, texted. But then it was, like, meh. Um, neither of us were feeling it. So besides that, I had never had a man show interest in me. Not really, at least. Um, and this guy like definitely asked me on a date and we met at the Drake concert. Well, I was driving everybody to the Drake concert and I was nervous cause I didn't know a lot of these people. And so I went to my friend's house and he was a friend from middle school. I hadn't seen him much in years. So we were like re connecting in new Orleans and he had this extra ticket. He invited me, asked if I could drive. I said, sure. And so we're waiting for my first kiss to show up and he squeals around the corner in his car and it's like a tiny little sports car or it looks, that's how I remember it. I don't know if that's true, but it was a smaller car and he gets out of the driver's seat and 
this very, very tiny, very, very dressed up girl gets out of the passenger side and like hugs them, says hi to everybody, and then goes to the driver's side and leaves. And fun fact, this girl is the girl that he ends up proposing to, which it's his best friend. I don't trust girl best friends because this shit happens. Like secretly somebody is in love with one of the other, with the other person. It's not always, obviously, like girl best friends are fine and friendships like this are fine. But generally speaking, I think more than more than not, one of the people is in love with the other person. Unless they're not straight. Obviously, there's a lot of sexuality plays a part. But like if you're both sexually attracted to the gender of that person and then your best friends, I think it can get messy quickly. That's my opinion on that. But yeah, they're engaged now. But that, anyways, at the time, they were not dating or engaged or anything. They were just best friends. And just everything about this man was, like, throwing me off because I – he was just, like, giving off cool guy vibes. And then we went to the concert, and I drove him home after because he didn't have a ride. Not super talkative. Definitely now I know that he was, like, a child, and he was probably anxious, just as anxious as I was. So – we were chatting and, you know, this led to him then texting me after and asking if I wanted to like date. And the weirdest part is I now I know this about him also is that he's late a lot. Maybe not now, but when we were on again, off again, hanging out, he was late a lot. But I remember pulling up and he told me to meet him at this place and I was just sitting here in my car for like 20 minutes after he said he would be there and I was already so nervous because this was like my first legit date I was gonna say no because I was so nervous but I said yes and I showed up and he was so late and I was like oh I'm an idiot he's blowing me off like I'm so stupid why did I even come to this blah 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 blah, blah. but eventually he showed up and we hung out and we walked around downtown got ice cream and it was really nice and that was like our first date and we didn't kiss that night. I didn't even know if it was a date or if it was just a hangout or what. But after that, I was like hooked and I had a, such a huge crush on him. And of course, I got a bunch of like, hey, texts and very like non-responsive, not great feedback texts. And it was it sucked. Like it was ugh. I was always like waiting for him to text me and I was doing my life like I was at school and like living my life and blah, blah, blah. But I was always like waiting for him to give me attention and I didn't have confidence at this point so it sucked. I don't miss that. I don't have nostalgia about all that bullshit but I do have nostalgia about you know him and I and our friend our mutual couple friend like hanging out and going out downtown and just having fun and I don't know. It was like the first they that group of people saw me be like a dumb 18 year old and then like grow up. And so I think I have a lot of, you know, even if they did shitty things or I did shitty things or whatever. And even if we yelled at each other, there's just this like bittersweet feeling about it all. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too nostalgic. I think this is a thing, too. Like people like look back and think the past is so much better than it was and I definitely do that I mean I remember being in college like flipping out all the time and 
being so anxious I couldn't eat and I felt like I was going to puke because I was going on a date with a guy. Like I was so nervous all the time. And I honestly still get very nervous about a lot of, not the dating stuff, and but I do have a lot of social anxiety and I have a lot of work anxiety. And generally speaking, I have more anxiety than I probably should. But I didn't know that. We didn't even talk about anxiety at the time. And I was just white knuckling it through and going on dates. And, you know, I was so excited and like I thought everybody was great and happy and we were all the same and people are all valuable and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't know enough about like the hierarchy of life and status and blah, 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 blah. So this person coming from New Orleans, like he had a very different idea of who I was. Honestly, I think both of us generalized each other and stereotyped each other. And he thought I was just some like bougie rich kid that went to Tulane. And he thought of me a certain way and he wasn't allowing me to be the person that I really was. And same to him like I generalized him and stereotyped him and thought he was just like some kid that went to a shitty public school in New Orleans and like played football and like liked Kanye you know and realistically it was there's so much more to both of us and but when you're 18 you don't fucking know that like you're a fucking idiot when you're 18 and if you're 18 right now I'm sorry you're not an idiot but you just you know you haven't had life yet you haven't dealt with life the way that some people have. And maybe you have. Some people have. Some people are much, are far ahead of where I was at. Me at 18, I hadn't even kissed a boy. I was a dumbass. I didn't know how to navigate this. I was like trying to do what everyone else at school was doing. So I was like, oh, you can stay over. But then I didn't want to have sex. So I was like, what am I doing? Um, I used to even dress in clothes that I thought certain guys would like I'd be like oh he'll like this because he loves football so let me wear this football jersey and it's stupid it's so dumb like and this is pre a lot of social media so you know you can't you don't hear other people's stories on social media you're just like hearing your friends and you're dealing with what you're dealing with and I'm an internalizer and I shove everything down so I was just so awkward <laughs> and I oh, I don't miss that I have to say actually talking this out for this podcast I think I'm being less I'm becoming less nostalgic about it all because now I'm like fuck that was all like so anxiety inducing like god my anxiety was so bad and it's because I moved to a new place I didn't know anybody I was meeting new people and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I honestly had no idea. And I wasn't great at communicating my feelings. I didn't. I tried to be vulnerable, but I don't think I actually was. It was like a fake vulnerability. And thankfully, throughout my dating history, I've learned that it's better to just tell people how you feel. And then if they don't feel the same way, at least it's like a quick no, you know? I think that's a sales thing. Like a quick no is better than a drawn out maybe or long a long yes. I don't know what it I don't know what the phrase is, but a quick no is better than crickets. So that's what I have learned to do in dating and relationships, hookups, whatever it is, is like you're either in or you're out. Whatever the contract we drew up, whether it's going to be casual or not, like you either like our situation or like dating me or like me or you do not. And if you 
you're either ready for the next step or you're not. And that's fine. But you just got to communicate. Like communicating is the key. And me and First Kiss were not communicating at all. And so that first year of my freshman year of college, I was like so into him. And we had, did end up kissing at some point. Um, and then after that, I was like, oh, my God, is he going to want to date me? Like what's happening? Blah, blah, blah. Are we dating? I don't know. Later on, I did learn that he had a high school girlfriend that he was like still maybe on again, off again with. I don't know, but I do recall her like following me at some point on IG. And then I was like afraid. I was like, oh my God, is this girl going to like kill me? I don't like drama. I've only ever gotten into drama because of men lying to me and being like, oh yeah, or just not, or even like omitting the truth. Like I wasn't smart enough to ask point blank, is this over? Well, some of these, I didn't even know they even had anything previously. So I don't think that's my fault, but I should have been smarter to been like, "Mm, are you dating anybody or what's going on? Because you do not communicate as much as I want you to. And that's the thing. The thing I should have told myself when I was 18 is that if somebody wants to see you, they'll make it happen. It doesn't matter what's going on in their life. You know, my current partner drove seven hours to see me for the first time in person. And I don't think I'm fucking hot shit. I'm not Beyonce, you know. So if I can get a man to do that and us make it work, then we'll do it. You know, if you want it, you'll get it. If men want something, they will 100% go after it and get it. And if they have anxiety about it, then maybe they're not the right you know, then the timing isn't right because you're on different levels or you're at different places or you're both probably too anxious to do anything. So that is so much of all of this dating stuff is it's just people aren't being open and honest with where they're at at the time. And realistically, a lot of people are not ready for these types of relationships, you know? And we learn that the the point of going through all this dating shit and getting your heart hurt and getting your heart hurt. That sounds so stupid. Whatever. Getting heartbroken or hurt or whatever you want to call it. The point of it is to learn and to process these things and grow and learn how to communicate with people. I think many of us come, I think many of us come from households that aren't always the most communicative or vulnerable or open and aren't great at talking about emotions and feelings I would say that's probably a lot of people because you know a lot of our parentage is just about like survival making money moving forward and it's not about building strong relationships and communicating openly and being comfortable and having safe spaces etc etc so why the fuck would we know how to communicate at 18 and have open, honest conversations? You know, we wouldn't. I've only, I'm nine years past this and I still am like struggling at certain communication things. So, and I've been to therapy, so it's, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of learning, but so I don't have any like blaming of anybody. I'm pretty, I don't hold on to anything like that, but I do 
think at the time I was very frustrated. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why will he text me and then just not text me for like weeks? And he did gives me one word answers and blah, blah, blah. Like I just wanted him to fucking communicate. And it's so funny because, you know, over the summer I was home in Chicago and he gave me a call like drunkenly at like 2 a.m. And I was at a party with a bunch of people. I was at a party with a bunch of people that were I worked with boys and girls and they were a lot older than me. Like, I think they were like 28 and I was like 18 <laughs> and we were like all hanging out and they were all they're all so fun. I love them. They were so fun. I worked with them at a pool and we all had like a little sleepover and it was awesome. And so I woke up and it was freaking so late and he gave me a call and I don't know, it was like 1 a.m. or something, 2 a.m. And I had to wake up for 8 a.m. training the next day and he gave me a call and he was just like telling me he wanted to date me and he liked me and he was asking questions about me and I was like, what the fuck? Like, where is this coming from? Now I know that it was just like anxiety and stuff and then when he was drunk, he was like, I like you, but he didn't know how to say that soberly. And I mean, I don't know that. I think that. But then every time I get a call like that or a text or whatever, I've had a couple there. Actually, there's two boys in my life that I think played me pretty bad or probably multiple boys. But there's two guys that played me that I'm like, oh, you guys like said you liked me and said all these things and like your own fucked upness can't allow you to make it happen so I don't feel bad you know like the fact that this didn't fucking work out it's not on me you know but the issue is that when you get played as you still feel bad and you still feel like you're not like oh they played me they're an asshole like you'll say that and they're not an asshole they're just they're misconstruing their feelings and or they most likely this is my thought is that these people at the time that they played me is they they were in a place where they don't think they're good enough to have a good relationship and a lot of people do this people stay with quote-unquote bad people or they even in friendships actually people surround themselves with people that are not good for them so that they can feel better about their actions just the other day I was hearing a podcast I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about addiction and they're like oh yeah I surrounded myself with people who did coke all the time or crack all the time or whatever so that like I could be like oh that that dude's a crack addict like I'm not like that and people do that with their friends I've done this I've dated guys that were at least on paper not like up to the level that I was like education wise or like realistically we probably have very different lifestyles and we want different things long term like if I think about the lifestyle they're leading as adults versus what I'm doing as adults like it's very very different but at the time I was just like I like this person they're nice and they are they're incredible people but on paper it didn't look like a match you know and I think when we're insecure with ourselves or we don't we're not ready to grow in the ways that we need to grow we you know we might like someone we might be like wow this person's awesome i love them but then you go your the little voice in your head goes like eh, 
you don't deserve that person. You're not good enough for that person. And the same for friendships, the same for any relationship in your life is we kind of surround ourselves with people that we think are within our quote unquote bracket. And sometimes they can hold us back like toxic people. If you're hanging around bitchy, toxic people, just because they make you feel better about yourself, then you will turn into a bitchy, toxic person. They're not going to help you get better. They're only going to help you get worse and they're only going to bring you down. And I think that that is common, you know? So not saying that my first kiss was doing this. I don't know his ex at all. I never met her, but the things I heard about her were not great. Um, the things about his, the things I've heard about his current fiance are great though. She seems very nice and we've chatted online here and there and I don't really know her in person at all, but she seems very, very sweet and kind. So I'm very happy for them both. But, um, his high school ex I have heard bad things about, (laughs) And I don't know her. This bitch could be fine. I have no idea. She could be great. But it's one of those things that you're, you know, when you're 18, you're just like, I don't fucking know you. Like you get caught up in your bullshit and you're, and you are cool with it. And I do think in New Orleans, because of, there is this culture of just like enjoying life and like doing, and like, I don't know, like even Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras is all about like pleasure and enjoying yourself, like over doing everything over the top. And I think New Orleans in general has a very much culture of like has their culture is like that. And I love it. It's great. Like enjoying life. I do think enjoying life is like such a valuable part of the experience and not worrying too much about time and money and all this other stuff. But there is a balance and I think New Orleans is on the farther end of that. And I think that that can be a problem sometimes because then people in New Orleans will surround themselves with people who are just party hanging out, chilling all the time and they don't always necessarily push themselves or, or the push becomes more delayed. Like everybody's doing things later in life or they're getting married super young, you know? So, which is fine. Like everybody's timeline is fine. Everybody can do their own things. But at when I was 18, I was like, I just want a boyfriend. Like I, I was like, I'm ready to have my first kiss. I'm ready to like commit because I've always been a commitment. Like I just love to love people. I love relationships. I love, I love friendships. Like I love to dig in deep to every person I meet because I am a fucking psychopath. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm just like. I don't know. I always see the good in people and I think that is a problem sometimes because when I see men who are red flags, I'm like, oh, but they have so much potential. And it's not my job to bring that out of them, you know? And I do know that. And I, as I've dated, I've been like, eh, fuck it. Not worth it. You know, if they're going to make me feel bad about myself, I always say I'd rather make myself miserable by myself than let anybody else make me miserable, you know? So... I'm like, I, I have enough. I can do that on my own. I'm great at making myself miserable. I do not need help. So I think at 18, though, my freshman year of college, I didn't know this. I didn't know I was miserable. I wasn't like thinking about it. And in my mind, this was the only guy that was ever going to ever like me and nobody else in the world would ever like me. So I was pretty obsessive in my brain, at least. 
and I think I did pretty well hiding it, but maybe not. I have no idea. But anyways, back to the long-winded story. We did not date sophomore year, and I don't even know if he remembers that conversation at all. And it was always texting, and we didn't see each other a lot. And he did hang out with me. When we got back, I like immediately asked him to hang out, and he came to dinner with like my friends and my dad, and it was like a fucking disaster. And so after that, I was like, "Fuck this! Like, this sucks! Like, I'm not doing this. You know, I'm not. I'm not like sitting around." waiting for this guy anymore so I think I tried to date him a couple times for like a month or two and then I was like fuck this and that is when I met my first boyfriend and uh, we'll get into that next time because first bay first bay was a doozy also I was still just like a naive dum-dum but honestly incredible person to teach me how to have a relationship and do all the first time things with so I think I have no regrets and I want to say I have no regrets about any of these relationships and this is all from my perspective I don't really know what these guys were thinking I don't know what was going on in their heads and that's the one thing about relationships is you can't mind read and you have to express that you'd be like I can't read your mind you need to tell me how you feel (laughs) And even with my current partner, he'll be like, or either sometimes both of us will be like, couldn't you tell I was like this? And we're like, no, you can't, I can't read your mind. You know, you can't read my mind. I need to express my feelings. I need to tell you how you doing that makes me feel. And it needs to be from my perspective because I can't read your mind and I can't tell you how to feel. So, um, it's important to communicate. That's like, if anybody learns anything from this, from my stories, is that it's very, 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 very important to communicate and be vulnerable. And I hate being vulnerable. Being vulnerable, I do this thing where I like pretend I'm vulnerable by talking about like sex and politics and all these things that are like touchy topics. But I will never, I don't, I'm working on it, but I don't easily open up about things I'm currently struggling with. Because it's hard for me and it's just hard for everybody. Nobody wants, even standing up, I realize in public I don't like to stand up straight because I feel exposed, you know? When I stand up straight and I sit up straight and I use, you know, shoulders back, I'm like, oh, my freaking tits are straight out and someone's going to look at me and a guy's going to say something and it's going to be, you know, I just feel too exposed so I don't do it. And that's a disservice to me because I don't want my back to hurt all the time. And I deserve to take up space. I deserve to stand up straight. And honestly, we're all vulnerable in this world. So as much as other people might seem like the predators or whatever, like everybody's honestly a victim. and a, Or maybe not even a victim. Everybody's like vulnerable, you know? So I don't know. Especially when it comes to love and dating. It's easy to be like, that guy's a fuck boy. And we will talk about the one guy in my life that I think has truly been kind of a quote unquote fuck boy. But I even look back at him and I'm like, oh, God, I feel sorry for him because he clearly doesn't see the value in himself that I saw at the time. And I feel that way about First Kiss. First Kiss doesn't see his value. Um, and we, when we would talk, we would get into arguments and get really defensive and 
you know, I think there's a lot of love there and there's a lot of appreciation for each other. And, but it's just one of those things that like, it's not gonna, it wasn't gonna work out, you know? And he came back after my first and second boyfriend. We, we always kept in touch via texting and we were friends because we were friends. And then we, he came back into my life you know, we were kind of hooking up and on and off doing that. And it was, I don't know if it was toxic. It was just like chaotic, you know, I don't think it was ever going to work to date, but we, and I wish we had just stayed friends totally and not done anything. Although I did learn a lot from him. I think I don't know. Sometimes I wish I was better at having guy friends because I think that we could have stayed just friends and everything would have been great and there wouldn't have been as much fighting and bullshit if we hadn't done the on again off again hooking up situation and I can delve more into that I'm just going chronologically so this was me 18 to 18 to 19 yeah and I was like such a baby 19 is first bay and he's a sweet sweet boy and I hope he's doing good he's a firefighter in New Orleans now I that relationship really hurt me but I didn't I didn't realize that I needed I needed that validation to come from myself and I at that point was still getting validation from other people and from men liking me so or boys I should say we were all children so Well, first kiss, I don't think he'll ever listen to this, but if he does, I hope you're doing well. Congrats on your engagement. And I don't know. I don't, I only see you briefly on social media here and there, but I hope you're doing well. And I do have a little bit of nostalgic memories from our past. It is cute. First kisses are always cute. And even if they're awkward or weird or whatever, I think it's, it's like such a silly, cute memory. I was talking about it with my friend the other day. We were playing this game and we were talking about our first kisses and they were like 12 and I was like, geez, I was so old, but I think it was more meaningful to me and I was not ready. I was so highly anxious, you know, and I'm just growing up. I'm okay with taking things slow. I think it works a little bit better. And honestly, boys were such a distraction for me. I probably would have been so much smarter in school if I had been more focused I did well in high school, but in college, I just like did not give a fuck. So, and probably because I was dating, you know, and hanging around and hooking up. So I was not focused at all, but I was learning so much about life. So I don't know. I don't know if any of this made sense. I feel like I like rambled, but I'm hoping to get Thomas on to talk about his first kiss and his high school dating experience because he has much more interesting high school experiences than I did. I didn't do anything. And I was just obsessed with the boy in my speech class. And he distracted me while I was doing speeches. I hated speech class. I had to talk in front of people, which already sucks. And then I had the guy that I thought was so hot in the front row. I'm like, what the fuck? Shout out to my high school hotties. I hope you're all doing well. Funny enough, they all just look exactly the same as they did in high school. AKA still very youthful, you know? They didn't like bulk out a lot, but very sweet boys. I hope they're all doing well. And thanks for listening to Dating KB. We will 
talk about first boyfriends next. Ooh, have a good weekend. Bye.